You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and I am back with college football. I left my I left the show in the hands of who I thought were two capable fellows. Turns out it was only one. I'll let you guys figure out which one was which, Ernst or Panther, who was the capable one. You know, I I'm sorry I let it down last week, Arch. <laughs> I uh, I did the best I could, but uh, you know, it's it's a good thing we got an all star. Uh, the likes of Sex Panther, so yeah, kind of saved the day. He so just put the show on his back and just carried just it. carried it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. yeah. so it's a good thing my picks are in because the signal last week was just horseshit. Earns uh, being the, the kind of the rookie with us makes me almost seem like a veteran. Did a great job when uh, my mic shit the bed or signal whatever. He took over. He, he knew when to chime in. He did a great job. So all things considered, I think we did all right without Arch. But it, it's good to have the sheriff back, take control of the reins, and uh, guide us through and navigate through this, uh, what is going to be an absolute horrid college football weekend. There really isn't a whole lot to look forward to, to be honest. Burns, I've been listening to him whine all week about how shitty these games are. Is that your is that your read on the situation, too? I know. Way, way to build it up there, Sex Panther. <laughs> I mean... Look, well, we, look, we don't. We, don't. we, we, we got uh, what Kansas in action tonight. I mean, hey, if that doesn't get you going, you know, <laughs> you're dead inside, completely dead. If you're not Jayhawk football, <laughs> Arch is going to be tuned into that one. He's got to get an upset now. Fuck. <sighs> no joke. All right, so should we just jump right into it? You want to? And you like one of those games tonight, don't you? You like uh, Washington State at Houston? Opened up with Washington State minus six and a half, Houston plus six and a half, and now it's nine. Washington State minus nine. Yeah, it just keeps creeping up. Washington State, um, if everybody remembers, Mike Leach is the uh, head coach up there. He likes to score, score a plenty. He'll run up a score. Houston, you know, had a decent showing against Oklahoma in week one, but they're really in just rebuild mode with Dana Hogerson down there as the head coach. I think Washington State goes down there and really takes care of business. Six and a half would have been great. Nine is still doable. I will take the Cougars minus those nine. Wow, uh, yeah. Hey, I'm surprised that this line has moved so much uh, in that direction. This is a pretty good Friday night matchup here. Unfortunately, it starts a little bit later at 9.15, I think. But uh, So actually a neutral site game, uh, although it is in Houston. It's going to be an NRG stadium. Um, so for me, this game is all going to be about Houston's defense. And I thought they would be better, even decent this year, uh, but they did give up almost 700 yards to Oklahoma in the first game. So I would say there's just a few circumstances to take into account to that game. Number one, it was Jalen Hurts coming out party. It was in Norman, Oklahoma. Kyler Murray was there on hand to watch. And uh, Houston was trying out uh, or starting this new defensive scheme. Uh, so that's that's a tough thing to try out against Oklahoma, I think. So Dana Holgerson, the longtime understudy of Mike Leach, who was one of the original founders of the Air Raid. So this is, uh, you know, going to be an interesting matchup here. Does that does that lend to two coaches that are, you know, know each other really well? Does that lend to the under? I'm interested to see that. Uh, Washington State's had a couple of cupcakes to open up with. One of those was my upset, or my degenerate special Northern Colorado actually covered for me uh, last week against Washington State. But I wonder if uh, Houston having a little bit faster team speed is going to take a little while to, for them to adjust. I'm going to go with 
Houston plus Ooh. the point, and I'm going to go under in this game. Are you seeing that under? You seeing it 73 and a half? I am seeing it. Uh, I think it's ticked down maybe a point. Uh, yeah, it was opened at 74. It's 73 now. Right. And this one might be one, Arch, that your numbers say the public is going on on the over money, maybe even or coming in on the the under here. Uh, but it's all about the, the uh, Houston defense. They're completely healthy on defense. So if they can, you know, be decent here, I think it's going to go under. Yeah. You know, the public and the money, majority both are on the over. But the line, wow. as you pointed out, the total is getting smaller. Yeah. So it could be a little trappy there. Trap, now, trap. I, yeah, I, I honestly don't have a feel. I'm more like the public as far as the spread goes. It's 50-50. Public is split right down the middle. And I'm kind of feeling the same way. I don't know which way to lean on this one. So I'm just going to have to sit this one out completely. Let, let you two duke it out. This is uh, Rocky <laughs> and Apollo here. There we go. Yeah, we're going to keep the Rocky references rolling all day. <laughs> Next up. Rocky and Bull also. <laughs> <laughs> which one's which? Well, we'll let the listeners figure that out. Okay. Let's see. Panther, you also wanted to touch on Arkansas State and Georgia, right? Well, I, yes, I do. And, and so there's a couple of developments here in this game. The first of which is uh, – so Arkansas State's head coach – lost his wife uh, over um, the, the summer with a two-year battle for cancer. And so Georgia, being the home team, has elected they're going to do a pink out in support of uh, this coach and, and his family. And I think that's an incredible gesture uh, by Georgia, the fans, the staff, the administration, the coaching staff, everybody. Um, which leads me to the, the reason I wanted to talk about this game is the line – I'm showing 33 points. They're going to this gesture to to reach out, um, you know, good sportsmanship for the for this coach. I tend to think they won't run up the score. Uh, Georgia wins this game. Georgia can win this game probably by 50 if they wanted to. Arkansas State has the capability to stay in games. They're not one of those teams that gets shut out. They could put up 14, maybe even 21 points. Uh, which means Georgia's got to get into the 50s. And just based on the overall gesture of this pink out, I don't think they will. I like Arkansas State plus the 33 in this game. I like it. Getting all psychological on here. Burns, what do you think? Yeah, that is kind of the psychological play. And there's too much of that going on for me with Arkansas State because of the situation that's going on there. So I I know last week Arkansas State played UNLV. Uh, they had a pretty good performance, but I think the head coach was not supposed to be back, but he kind of surprised them and came back and coached for that game a little bit early. And they had a good performance there. So just with all the stuff going on, I- I'm just not going to be in action here in this. Hmm. I, I, I kind of lean that way too. I, you know, and shit, the public is uh, hard on Georgia. Not surprising there. And the money is split 50, not 50, 50, 52, 48 on Georgia. So that, yeah, it's pretty tight. Pretty tight with the money. Next up, we have, let's see, Pitt at Penn State. All right, yeah. This one, for me, is a good uh, matchup here because you have Franklin, who's one of my you know, favorite coaches. Narduzzi, I think since the first time we did a podcast, I've been kind of ripping on Narduzzi. And, and saying he's kind of a bet against guy. So these two guys spar. They have actually played the past couple of years. And uh, they always have something that they're going back and forth about. Pittsburgh won one year. And uh, the next year, Penn State won. And then Franklin comes out and says, well, hey, when Pittsburgh beat us last year, it was like their Super Bowl. But for us, when we won this year, it was just like we're beating Akron. So this year, they're sparring over stolen uh, hand signals, uh, accusing each other of that, it looks like. So there's always something going on. Uh, but this year, Penn State, they're 1-0-1 ATS. They got the 32-point push with Buffalo last week. Okay, That game was actually deceivingly close because Buffalo held the third-quarter lead. Uh, it is a state-to-territory game for James Franklin here and, and, and this because between – 
Pitt, Penn State, and Maryland, this little re- regional recruiting battle goes on. So Penn State, or uh, Franklin likes to beat these two teams. He has beaten them very badly the past two years. So I don't know how up you can get when you keep pounding a team so bad like Penn State has. So I might slow down a little bit just for the motivation factor a little bit this this week. I'm going to stay off this game um, and just sit back and watch. Aside from one little like 20-minute window, it's been 17 the whole week. It was 17 and a half for a blip and then dropped right back down to 17. And that's with the majority of the money and public both on Penn State. Wow, Man, okay. I don't know. So Vegas is really happy with this line. They're really, really happy with this line. They're happy with the money in the public where they're at. Scary to me. It almost makes me want to do you know, take a little flyer on Pittsburgh, but I'm going to lean Pittsburgh. I, mean, I don't know if I'm going to pull the trigger because Panthers, right? They're not good. They're really not good. Yeah, no, I got kind of uh, am in the same boat with you there yeah. on that one. It just when the line doesn't move, that's you know whew, that's scary too. Yeah. All right. All right. Next up, we're going to go Maryland at Temple. Open up Maryland minus six. Temple plus six, and Maryland is now minus seven. I am actually really surprised about this line. I, I thought this line would be a little bigger. Um, last weekend was Maryland's coming out party. Okay, everybody talked about you know how Syracuse almost got Clemson last year. Syracuse was in some games. Syracuse went to a bowl. Syracuse this, Syracuse that. Syracuse got ran out of the building by the tune of 63 to 20 last week. Maryland has gotten much better recruiting. This is a much better coach team, and they have speed. They have so much speed, you you just cannot guard it. And now you're going to take a mid-major like Temple and put them against that speed. I I just don't see where Temple is even competitive here. I like Maryland minus the seven going away. This should not even be close. Yeah, I'm not touching Maryland with a 10-foot pole. Uh, this game is at Temple. Uh, Temple beat the Terps last year in College Park. Uh, I cashed on that game. Temple, as a 15-point dog, wins outright. Okay. <laughs> Temple is completely healthy. Okay, One of the few teams that doesn't have an injury across the board. They have only played one game against Bucknell. They had a bye the second week. Rod Carey is the new head coach in Philadelphia, and he won a MAC title last year at Northern Illinois. I'm just going to stay away from this one because there's a lot of uh, a hype around Maryland. And look, you know, Temple's a, a decent team here. It's at Temple. So just sit back and watch. Yeah, you know, goddamn, I'm kind of in, I'm kind of in the same boat as you, Ernst. Uh, the public hard on Maryland, not even not even close. It's, it's, yeah, it's but the money again is split. It's split again. It's it's narrow. So the line is technically moving in the right direction. Just you know the bear the bear minority. <laughs> man oh man, this is this is close. And yeah, I'm just gonna sit it out. I really don't know that much about Maryland to be honest. All right, next up we got NC State, West Virginia. Yes. I gotta find the so, goddamn I'm, game first. Hold on a yeah, go ahead, Panther. Go, go, go. Yeah, no, we're. I'm not gonna spend a lot of time on this game, other than to say the fact West Virginia's bad. I'm, I'm damn near might bet against West Virginia all season. They're, they're bad, so bad. They barely beat James Madison. Probably should have lost that game. Got ran out of the building by the Missouri Tigers. Um, I don't like West Virginia at all. I don't even know anything about NC State. I'm just being honest here. Know nothing about NC State, but I hate West Virginia. Give me and give me the Wolf Pack, and I'll lay those points. Okay. Well, West Virginia, it's not going well, like you said, Sex Panther. Offensively, they've struggled to say the least. Uh, not very good performance against Mizzou offensively last week. Uh, but this one is at uh, West Virginia, and it's going to be a hostile environment. you got a new NC State quarterback, uh, Matt McKay, making his first uh, road start there. So both of these teams have lost a lot of offensive production. I would probably lean with Neil Brown and West Virginia if it weren't for the fact that they've had some injuries and suspensions on the defensive side of the ball. So i got to stay away from this one. 
Are is West Virginia as bad as we saw, or is that just a is that just a blip? They didn't have anything going uh, offensively at all, and no, uh, I mean they did lose some really big time receivers, and they lost Will Greer. They lost their best offensive lineman from last year, so not going well so far. <laughs> yeah. well, sure and that's the thing. They're they're breaking in a new coach. They're breaking in a new quarterback. They're breaking in everything is new. Um, that affects the recruiting. It affects everything. And just based off their first two performances, um, there's just nothing to like here. I, I just don't like West Virginia at all this season. Maybe they get better as the season goes along, but so far they haven't shown me anything. No, no. I mean, I agree with that. I don't think anything you said is wrong. It just I'm always – I'm always worried. I mean, they have nowhere to go but up, right? I mean, they, they might actually, you know, pull something out. The over-under yeah. in that is 46. It was 48. So it looks like it might be a little bit of a low score. It's a crazy low number for West Virginia. Yeah, it's, that's worrisome. All right, next up, Stanford at UCF. It is. Yeah. Right. Yeah, go for it, Panther. Take over. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were going to come in with the line. Look, this is for a week where we don't have any ranked versus ranked opponents. This is one of the games, probably the best game of the weekend. Um, there's only a couple to like. But listen, Central Florida hasn't lost a regular season game in over two years now. Stanford just does not look like the Stanford that we're used to. They struggled against Northwestern. They got absolutely abused by what I would say is a mediocre USC team. I'm not a big fan of, of Stanford here. And now they're going to travel down to central Florida and they're, you know, a big underdog minus eight and a half for central Florida. I, I don't really like that line. I wish it was maybe closer to seven, but Look, everything is just pointing to Central Florida. The line is moving that way. Um, I'm taking the Golden Knights here. I, I like Central Florida. Yeah, there's some rain in the forecast for Orlando. I'm not sure if that'll happen or not, but it's a possibility, and that could affect it one way or the other. I don't know how, but it could. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> look, UCF had the big blowout win against Florida Atlantic last week. But there are a couple of interesting factors there. First of all, I think Florida Atlantic was a little more affected by the hurricane. It sounds like they lost a couple of practices, and then a third practice had to be moved to the Dolphins facility. That can't be ideal uh, when you're going up against UCF. And another thing is I'm wondering if UCF, as if they didn't need it already, had even more motivation last week because they opened up ranked 17th, had a blowout win in their first game, then they dropped to 18th. But, you know, that's just college football and the ratings – Rankings don't mean anything. It's a stupid thing. But um, so I'm wondering if they were just motivated to go out there and, and blow somebody out. Um, this line moved, I think, from six up to seven and a half where it is now. Foster Sorrell, the offensive lineman, he's one of their best for Stanford, is out. And they already have lost Walker Little. He's their best offensive lineman, all pack, all pack 12 lineman. So both of those guys are out. That's going to hurt Stanford. But I have to say this about UCF. Last year in the bowl game, I, I had LSU over UCF. The line was seven. The game ended eight. LSU covers. I get the cover. Everyone, oh. thought that, everyone thought that game was close. And I was saying this game's not even going to be close. It wasn't close. It wasn't close at all. The yards in that game, 555 to 250 <laughs> for LSU. 32 to 17 on the first down edge. LSU was missing eight players on defense, and this still happened. So UCF has got to step up in class here, and it's going to be a big boy game. So I'm going to stay away, but you know, they, you know, it's not necessarily a given that that's, you know, Stanford's going to have some good players. I'll say that. Right. All right. So here's how it's going. Looks like it opened up at seven, seven and a half, depending on where your book was. It's eight and a half at one book, nine at most of them, and a couple of them are starting to creep up now to nine and a half. So wow. you better you better get while the getting's good because <laughs> it doesn't look like it's going to get much better. Costello going to be back, I think, for Stanford this week. Yeah. 
All right. You know, I don't like it. I'm laying off. <laughs> Panther was right. There's not a lot to like here. All right. Next up, USC at BYU. Uh, let's see. Opened at four and a half. USC minus four and a half. And now it's minus four. There you go. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, the aforementioned USC, I'm, they beat Fresno State. They walloped Stanford. But I'm just still not sold on them. They're, I don't trust their scheme. I don't trust their offense. Um, you know, they're, they're only averaging 469 yards. So that, that's, I use only tongue in cheek. That's, uh, that, that's pretty sustainable numbers, but they're, there's just so much about them. I don't trust BYU played Utah. Who's probably the class of the PAC 12 and they, they lost and went uh, two overtimes against Tennessee. They're home. I like them at home. I like the four points. I, you know, I, maybe it's because of the Notre Dame in me. I just really want to – I hate USC. I really want a BYU to win this game. I like BYU in this game. Probably going to lay off of it just because it's not enough points. But I think they can go toe-to-toe with USC here. A couple of bet against teams for me this year in USC and BYU. But at the end of this game, one of them is going to be 2-1 and one ATS. <laughs> so I was in action on both of these teams uh, last, last week. I think I won about 8-4 and four last week, but these were two of my losses. Uh, Slovis for USC had a big game against Stanford. And BYU just threw the bomb at the end. And Tennessee inexplicably let somebody behind them. Uh, right at the end of the game, they got a field goal, won it in overtime. Uh, so Tennessee blew that one. Yeah, I, I can't get behind either of these two teams, so I'm going to lay off of it. All right. So it opened up, let's see, it opened up minus four and a half for USC. It's minus four now for USC at most books. And the one I like to use the most has it at minus three and a half. So it's getting better for USC. It's getting worse for BYU. This is with the majority of the money and the public both coming in on USC. So I wouldn't say trappy. No, I wouldn't say trap. I'd say trappy. I like it, though. Give me BYU plus the four right now. Let's lock it in. There we go. All right. Oklahoma State versus Tulsa, Panther. This is a powerhouse yeah. matchup. You know, so a lot of these games, I kind of went through this week and, and picked some games because they're like I said, there's no ranked team versus ranked team going on. So you just kind of have to look at something that you like. This is one that I like. And I think it, there's now a little added incentive for Oklahoma State in the fact that uh, T. Boone Pickens passed away just two days ago. Um, they're, you know, Gundy's offenses score. They score a lot. They score often. They're going to score a lot today or today, tomorrow. Um I really like the Cowboys. The 14 doesn't seem like too much of an ask, really. Uh, Tulsa played Michigan State and got beat by 21, and Michigan State does not put up near the points that Oklahoma State will. So I like Oklahoma State here, minus the 14, um, and I think it actually will probably be a lot worse than that. Yeah, this is the uh, home opener for Tulsa here. This is a little bit of an in-state rivalry game. And uh, Philip Montgomery says, the head coach for Tulsa says, this is the best defense he's ever had. So they opened up against MSU, completely shut Michigan State down on the road. And all the talk was about how bad Michigan State's offense was. Well, last week, if you listen to the podcast, I took Michigan State over that was one of the games I really liked it was 46 and a half Michigan State comes out against Western Michigan scores 51 by themselves and gets over the total that's how good Tulsa's defense is uh so this is gonna we we all saw well some of us may have so I think it was a late game but uh Oklahoma State's offense looked unstoppable against Oregon State uh, but like Seth, Sex Panther said last week that was Oregon State so this is going to be a really good Tulsa defense. Uh, I, know, I would say here, Arch, the public is going to be on Oklahoma State and the over. If I came in, I would probably lean the opposite of both those, maybe Tulsa and the under here, maybe more on the under. 
Yeah, the public and the money are both coming in on Oklahoma State against the spread pretty decisively. It shifted that half a point, so I guess Vegas is happy with where they're at. And the they're both on the – let me see if I can find the goddamn game. Yeah, the, wow, they're both on the over big time. The public is massively on the over, massively on the over. The money is kind of almost a coin flip. It can go either way. It's 51%, 49%. Opened at 65, now it's 64. So, yeah, uh, just right up there, Ernst, I'm jumping in. I'm taking the under right there. If the world is on the over and the total is getting smaller, I'm going against the world. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go the under there as well. Hey, uh, Oklahoma State with Texas sitting on deck, so. Yeah. Panther, you want it on the action, the under? No, I don't. I don't. I, I like what you're saying about the uh... – the line movement when all the money and the public, everybody's on the over. So that does throw a little caution, but look, uh, Oklahoma state can score 50 on any given Saturday. So even if Tulsa's defense is as the good doctor advertises, they're still going to score 30, 35. So I, I think the over is still a possibility. That line is probably right where it needs to be, but um, that's uh that's kind of what we're dealing with here. So basically, you're just throwing urns under the bus, saying he doesn't know fuck all about totals in this Oklahoma State Tulsa game. I see. No, not at all. I'm just saying yeah. if, if the defense or Oklahoma State is going to score, like Tulsa's not going to shut them out. I don't think the, the good doctor has suggested that at all. But if their defense is just as advertised, they're still going to score, like I said, 30 points. Um, for Oklahoma State, that's a low-scoring game. <laughs> Okay, I'm I'm going with I'm going with Arch on this one. Yeah. I got you. He's got the numbers. Those, num- those numbers are correct under the total. Here we go. All Book right. it. There we go. Let's do it. All right. Next up, we got ASU versus Michigan State. the The spread right now is fourteen and a half, and it opened at eleven. Yeah. This again, I'm picking games where I I like the lines, whether I like. I want the points or I'm willing to give up the points. Arizona state for being a power five school is just God awful. They, they got ransacked by Hawaii to start the season. Uh, I'm sorry. That was Arizona. Um, Arizona. That was my mistake. Uh, Arizona state though. I just, they haven't, they haven't played anybody. They played Kent and Sacramento Michigan State just looks, at least going off of Western Michigan last week, looks like they're the um, they're better than offensively than maybe they have been in the past. The you know, Michigan State typically is three outs, three yards in a cloud of dust. Control the clock, run the ball, efficient passing, stellar defense, and it looks like they might have some offense this year. I don't trust Arizona State. They haven't really played anybody. They're playing a bunch of you know other other conference schools if you will um is that I like a shot Michigan at the big State 12 game. no i'm just kidding oh boy <laughs> they haven't, yeah if they even played the big 12 <laughs> big 12 pack 12 um 14 points <laughs> it's probably right there but i i trust michigan state in this game um uh, i'll take the spartans I had this game circled at the beginning of the year, Michigan State getting some revenge at home, and I thought it would open up at about eight. Uh, it opened up at what, I think like 11 or 11. 11 and yeah. yeah, now it's up to 14. Uh, geez. So I just got done talking about Michigan State and how much offensive production they had last week. That was against Western Michigan. And honestly, I still don't trust them all that much. I don't trust the play calling. And they still got stuffed a couple times in the red zone uh, when I, you know, they should have scored. So it's too many points uh, for me to jump in on MSU here. And Herm Edwards, you know, he's a motivator. He's going to have them fired up probably. Uh, it's going to be a fre- true freshman quarterback for Arizona State. It's going to be uh, they have a freshman center and freshman receivers. So it's going to be a big ask for them to win the game. Uh, but uh, I'll stay away because it's too many points for me at this point. Yeah, yeah. That the takeaway I would have from Herm Edwards is he's a motivator. I remember his years in Kansas yeah. City. They looked so motivated on the field as yeah. they limped around like idiots. So, 
I, I don't like the spread either. I mean, the money is all on Michigan State, which makes sense. It's it's shifted three and a half points, which is you know a nice shift. So I think Panthers probably right. Do I trust them enough? I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll lean that way. Uh, let's see what else. let's see what happens with the line. But this total should just blow you away. It's it opened at forty five. It's forty two now, and mm. we're talking single digits on the over for the money, and the public is on the the over. Yeah. So I, I, when that's you, not surprising to me to see that line move. It re, it really isn't. Yeah. When you take when you take the what the line is and what the over under is, that means Vegas is saying this is a twenty eight to fourteen game. I think it's higher than that. I, d- I definitely think it's higher than that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Herm Edwards not happy with the offensive production after the nineteen to seven win against. <laughs> it, it was it, the, the name of it. Sex Panther is the team is Cal State Sacramento. And, and they go by Sac State. <laughs> so, oh. yeah, look like look like Sac. Yeah, look, I just see Sacramento there. So, <laughs> right. Oh, that's not even a Division One school. I yeah, I don't know who they are, but okay. Let's move on to the next one. Florida at Kentucky. It opened at eight and a half. It's now this is crazy. It's it opened eight and a half. It's either eight and a half, eight. Or nine, depending on your book, because each one of those lines is active right now. Eight, eight and a half, or nine. You know, I, I listed this game that I want to talk about, really more so for Earn's benefit, because I'm pretty sure he wants to talk about this game. I don't know really what I, – I think Florida's the play, but Kentucky was such a tough out last year. They had a phenomenal season last year. They're off to a great start, albeit against subpar competition this year. Um, And they beat Penn State in their bowl game last year. So there's a lot to like about Kentucky, and they're at home. I think this is going to be a really good game. I think Florida wins it, but part of me really wants to take Kentucky plus those points, especially if I can get them at nine. I'm leaning that way, but it'll probably be more of a – Saturday decision for me, and I'd love to hear what you two think about this game. Yeah, I'm not in action on this game, but everything you just said, Sex Panther, I couldn't say it any differently. Uh, I think you hit every point there, and there's just too much conflicting stuff in this for me. Kentucky did lose their quarterback for the season uh, last game, but they got this uh, Sawyer guy coming in. He was at Troy uh, last year and started seven games, so I don't know if he's going to be good or not, and uh, you know, Kentucky's one of those teams, you know, they Stoops had them ready to play, you know, last year, every game. So, hmm. yeah, you know, the money and the public are both on Florida. I don't think that's a big surprise, but yeah, just the way the, <laughs> the way the line is moving willy nilly all over everywhere. I, I, I can't do it. I just can't do it. Eight, eight and a half or nine, depending on your book. That's too much. That's just too crazy. Although I will say, Everyone, everyone in the world is on under 48 and a half. It opened at 51. Yeah, that's interesting. Maybe, maybe due to the quarterback change, I'm not yeah, sure. It must be, must be. Well, there's that in Florida, and Florida is one of the better defensive teams in the country, and Kentucky's yeah. defense can be pretty stingy. So you look at, you know, what the line is, again, and what that over-under is, You're, I mean, you're still looking at something like a um, – what, 31 to 24, maybe under that, 28, 28 to 20, somewhere in there. Um, so that's that seems probably where that this game should be. I think this is going to be a very defensive-minded defensive, defensive game. All right. Next up, we got Clemson versus the powerhouse Syracuse. Open to 26. It looks like it's 28 now. Yep, that's right. Yeah, so this one, okay, if, if, if we remember last year, Syracuse had Clemson. Clemson Syracuse had them on the ropes, couldn't finish it off, um, still managed to have a great season the rest of the way, um, and then we all know that was probably maybe even the wake-up call 
for Clemson and their uh, foot stomping everybody on their way to uh, another national title. This year, Clemson is just picking up right where they left off. Syracuse does not look anywhere near who they were last year. And I think maybe Clemson might have a little bit of, um, hey, you're not that good to, to play with us. Maybe I hate to call it revenge because they won the game, but I think this might be a statement game for Clemson. I like Clemson here. They're going to win that 28 is such a big, big number. I, I think they might. I think they might do it. I think they might win by the 28. I'm hesitant. That's it's four freaking touchdowns. But I think Clemson really runs them out of the building. What do you guys think of this game? Yeah, I'm going to stay off this one. Uh, you know, Clemson obviously is really good. Syracuse has not looked good. It is at uh, Syracuse in that carrier dome. Syracuse plays really well in there. So uh, maybe they rally here and keep it close. But uh, I'll be off of it. Yeah, yeah. I don't like this one either. And the public and the money are both on Clemson. That's not a big surprise. They're not overwhelming. I will say, if you do like, if you do like Syracuse, you probably want to pull the trigger now. If you like Clemson, you may want to wait because it looks like the 28 is, is uh, it might shift down to like 27 and a half, maybe. Because it looks like the way the payouts are going, it's, the, it's right before, right before it's going to shift. Uh, let's see. The total in this is 65, opened at 57. Yeah, I'm not in on that. Uh, yeah, yeah. direction for me. So. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what to think of that number. Sounds like sounds like something like a 40, 42 to fourteen is what they're looking at, which would cover the twenty eight. So that's that's up there. Um, up up, not have anything to do with the over under. Okay. Next up, we got Florida State at Virginia. Open at seven and a half, and it is seven and a half. Yeah, I picked this game because Florida State is um, the ACC version of West Virginia. I think they're awful. They've looked bad. They they just I, – I just don't know what to think of Florida State. I think this game right here could be the calling sign for Willie Taggart to get run out of the building. I don't think he survives the entire season. Um, every game he's probably playing for his job. They're going to – they're probably going to lose this game – and if they lose it in embarrassing fashion, I think his leash gets really, really short. I like Virginia. Um, minus seven and a half doesn't scare me at all. I mean, you'd really have to have a set of cojones to come in on Florida State right about now, wouldn't you? I mean, they've looked awful. Awful. So I'm, I'm staying away from them. Uh, but they are the more talented team. So maybe they don't make mistakes this game. That's kind of hard to believe. I'll stay off of it. But, uh, yeah, not, not going to touch it. Is Virginia not that good? What do we make of Virginia? Yeah. Why, why are they only yeah. seven and a half at home against a team that's, you know, the West Virginia-esque? Uh, they, well, Virginia, Virginia had a good year last year. They won the bowl game against South Carolina. Um, but, uh, I mean, I wouldn't say that they're, you know, top echelon team or anything like yeah, that it's just like that line is locked in all the money all the public on virginia the line hasn't moved it shows no sign of being moving either it's plus it's minus 110 both sides so man unless some serious serious money comes in one way or the other it's it's locked at seven and a half that's weird yeah what, what are your thoughts arch what do you yeah, uh I mean, I, I, you know if <laughs> all things being equal I'm, I'm 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 really fighting the urge to bet florida state i'm really fighting the urge Okay. Arch feels like it's a trap. No, all the all the money, all the public on one side, and no movement. No movement on the line. Yeah, uh, like, well, I mean, yeah. Keep keep giving us, keep giving us that money. I mean, I I'm leaning that way with you, Arch. I mean, yeah. you you, you got to have some guts to go with Florida State, though. That's for sure. Ah, uh, let's do it. Let's do it. Lock uh, me in. Lock me in. Florida State plus seven and a half, baby. Oh my gosh. I'm going to follow you on that one, Arch. You, you are going to bet it? <laughs> Look it. All right. Panther, it's not too late to change your mind. I feel like some panther, I feel like some panther hatred going on here. <laughs> no, I'm not changing my mind. Florida State's awful. It's just no, I, I can't make sense of that. I can't make sense of that. In this, in this uh, game here. Yeah. 
All right, last one Panther want us, wants us to look at. We got the Sooners going to California. Oklahoma minus 23 and a half. UCLA plus 23 and a half. Yeah, so I, I'm, I would almost be classified as an Oklahoma hater, but I really am not. I just think they always get this national title love, and they drop a game they're not supposed to. Um, they, they win close games. They, they, we've got, you know, the whole new quarterback situation with Jalen Hurts. Um, I, I'm not in love with Oklahoma. I think their, their rating is probably justified just because of who they are historically. But look, you're going to go over to UCLA is at home. Um, we got a, a, what, a second year now under Chip Kelly's offense. I, I just think UCLA can keep this closer than 23 points. Um, I'm not saying UCLA can win this game. They're pretty bad. They really have not shown much last year and gotten off to a really bad start this year. But I'm thinking they can stay within 23 of Oklahoma. I'm going to go with UCLA with not a lot of confidence. Let me put that out there. Not a lot of confidence. It's probably my wanting bad things to happen to Oklahoma. But uh, I think at home, they can keep this one a little closer. Yeah, it's funny. The Notre Dame fan complaining about teams unjustly getting love every year. <clears throat> Ernst, what do you got? Oh, hi. Are some alarm bells going off for you right here, uh, Arch? I mean, uh, UCLA is definitely not the public uh, the public pick here. It doesn't and, look like uh, it. Sex, sex Panther coming in on UCLA. <laughs> so that's kind of surprising to me. Um, I'll be off this game because I don't trust UCLA. Um, you know, who knows? I, I'm going to stay off. I do know this, that uh, apparently you may be able to get some free tickets because uh, uh, you should <laughs> kind of doling them out for this game. <laughs> what I heard. Wow. So. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. You know, UCLA is bad. Oh, it, it wouldn't surprise me if Oklahoma stumbles a bit and doesn't cover, but it wouldn't surprise me if they cover easily. I can see both scenarios. So I'm just going to kind of lay off this game. Not crazy about it. Oh, by the way, the total in this is 72 and a half up from 66 and a half. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there, there's that. 66 and a half is what the, the play was there. <laughs> yeah, probably was. Where were you, Ernst? You should have clued us in. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next up, we're going to look at the Dr. Earns plays. He says he wants to talk about, what is it, Duke and Middle Tennessee, the matchup that has the country a titter. Yeah, you know, I honestly couldn't uh, – couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> this is the big one, right? We're all the edge of our At Middle Tennessee State, um, you know, honestly, on second thought, I couldn't, couldn't get to the window on this one. I do like this Duke, Duke defense. So I would lean Duke here, but I think uh, the numbers come down a little bit closer, maybe from seven to six and a half. So yeah, it does. I will stay away in this one. Uh, I was initially leaning Duke. So. But I'll tell you the game. Do you, Sex Panther, you got anything on that one? Uh, I, you know, I'm a big fan of David Cutcliffe. I, I like the head coach over at Duke. Um, I think Duke should get better talent than Middle Tennessee. The, the line's probably right. But um, I, I'm not going to bet it. But if I were, I would I would be leaning Duke here. Yeah, okay, just real quick. Everybody in the world, oh, by the way, is on the under 50 and a half. Mm. Wow. Okay, just so you know. Ernst, did you want to talk about Kent State next, or you want to skip that one? Yeah, that's the game right there. Okay. Hey, Auburn is going to score 56 points in this game. So the over-under is 53 and a half right now. I think it's actually been bet up a little bit. But um, – you know, Kent State has a former Auburn quarterback, and they're getting their best wide receiver back. So if Kent State can put any points on the board here, that's a bonus. Uh, but Auburn's played two really good defenses so far in Oregon and Tulane. Tulane's defensive line is the class of the AAC, very underrated. And so Auburn is just going to be way too good here for Kent State, and they're I would expect to see them score on every possession. So we'll go Auburn over the total. 
Gotcha. And it looks like the total in that is 54 up from 52. Gotcha. I like that play an awful lot. I really do. I like that play an awful lot. Just looking at just a quick glance at the numbers to tell you, yeah, man, with that much of the money on the over and the public is kind of lukewarm on the over, whew, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. Oh, boy. All right. Here we go. Yeah, I got yeah. nothing to add to that. Okay. Next up. And, go ahead. I just, it wasn't even a game that I looked at. It just wasn't even anything that I even looked at. Um, Auburn should win that game going away just from the talent disparity. Um, but, yeah, I probably agree with you on, on the, uh, the over. Uh, Auburn should, should score quite All often. Right. So next up, I don't know what you're seeing here. I'm curious to see myself. TCU at Purdue, Ernst. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I don't I'm really I'm curious. I, on second thought, I'm not. I don't think I'm going to get to the window here, but I can tell you that line move. Uh, basically, there's some injury news here. The best uh, linebacker for Purdue is now out for the season. Um, Sindelar has a concussion. It's unclear the quarterback for Purdue whether he's going to play or not. Uh, so Purdue actually opened up a favorite here, and now yes. I think it's yeah two and a half or yeah it's actually I think what about two. Yeah. Two points or so for uh, TCU as a favorite here. They flip-flop completely. Yeah. Um, you know, there's just too many unknowns. There's a defensive tackle, uh, Lorenzo Neal. He was rehabbing, supposed to be coming back, and it's unclear whether he's playing or not. Patterson gets gets these teams ready for these big marquee matchups, uh, especially non-conference. But I don't know if this one qualifies as a big marquee matchup, right? <laughs> so going into Purdue – um, Prom's a good coach, so I'm going to stay away, but maybe just a touch of me wants to lean on the Purdue side. I saw it at 2.5 earlier. Uh, maybe that was the ticket to go then, but uh, yeah, that's about all in this game. You know, it's starting to slide a little bit at a couple books. It's a TCU minus one right now at a couple books, minus yeah. one and a half at some others. Yeah, two. I don't see a two and a half on there, but you know, it's two, one and a half, and one. Yeah, pro- probably would have been a, good to get that one a little bit earlier coming in on Purdue. But. Okay. The total in that is 52.5, down from 53, with all the money coming in on the under, or the over, excuse me, and all the public coming in on the under. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So. All right. Next up, we're going to go Iowa, Iowa State. Yeah, Ernst? now this one should be – two top 25 teams, but again, you know, Iowa state wins their first game. They don't play the second and they go from like being ranked 20th or something to now I think they're ranked 26th. So, um, Iowa state, I was a little surprised to see them getting points here. And, um, there's just too many unknowns. I feel like we got to talk about this one because it's college game day is going to be there. It's kind of the big game of the week if there is one. And, uh, there's just a lot of unknowns, both sides of the ball. Um, as I mentioned, I think on the first, uh, podcast, I'm a, I'm a bet against on Ohio state or Iowa state. I wish I would have bet against them on the first game. Cause they were on upset alert. I think it went to overtime or Northern Iowa actually had to lead late to the fourth quarter. Um, Iowa state's lost those NFL guys. Um, but some things for Iowa here, you do have their best offensive lineman is out in, uh, uh, Alaric Jackson, and then they've got maybe three or four guys hurt in the secondary. So I would lean towards Iowa, but I don't like those injuries. So I think I'm either going to go Iowa State here or I'll just stay away. I mean, it is at Ohio, Iowa State. So, All right, yeah, so it opened never, oh, Go ahead, Panther. Go. Well, I was, I've just never been a big uh, Kirk Ferentz uh, guy. I, I think he's gotten – a lot of love over the years for being just a completely mediocre coach. Um, I, I don't love the Hawkeyes. Iowa State's one of those teams that can be a real thorn in the ass of um, juggernauts. They give Oklahoma problems. They give Texas problems. Um, so, yeah, I'm kind of with Earns here. I, I kind of like the Cyclones in this one. You know, it opened at Iowa State minus one, Iowa plus one, and that's flip-flop. You know, uh, Iowa minus one and a half, Iowa State plus one and a half. The interesting line movement, and let's see. Yeah, you know, this is weird. The public is on Iowa. The majority of the money is on Iowa State. So that's an interesting yeah, that's shift that. there. That's a very interesting shift. 
that is. I don't know if I'm going to pull the trigger on Iowa State, but yeah. if I did, it would probably be that way. Yeah. Oh, by the way, the total in this one is 43. Mm. Down from 47, and everyone's on the under. Yeah. Wow. All right. Earns, we hit your games. Panther, we hit the games you, you – is there any other teams you want to talk about out there? I, yeah, yeah, I'm there's really, that kind of one you, that you missed. Um, you know, the, the Mighty Irish are back on the schedule today. Oh, gosh. I don't know how, how we got past that one. I don't know how we saved that for last. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I'm, not, I'm not sure how that ever happened. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's the Notre Dame's at home, um, New Mexico – this could have been a little bit bigger. Bob Davey is the head coach in New Mexico, but he is going through some extremely bad uh, health things. Uh, his latest statement was that his, uh, the doctors literally saved his life. He will not travel for this game. He will not be in South Bend for this game. Um, Notre Dame is 35 points, which is just a crazy, crazy number. Um, unless New Mexico is that bad, I mean, they just have to be that freaking bad. There's no way Notre Dame beats anybody by 35 points. I will take, and I did this many times last year, I will take the points against the Irish because they're just not a team that runs up the score. This will be that situation today. Uh, Take New Mexico plus the 35. I had this one circled preseason because I thought Bob Davey coming back to Notre Dame he shifted some things in his offense uh, this year, and I thought maybe it would give Notre Dame a little bit of trouble and, and that he would be gunning for that game. But now with the, the health issues, I don't know how that affects it. So, unfortunately, it kind of, uh, you know, maybe spoiled my fun a little bit here on this one. And, you know, Notre Dame's always good for playing down to the competition, uh, as Sex Panther knows. So I'm going to stay off of it. Um, if Initially, I would have been – on New Mexico as well. Yeah, so. open to 37. It's 35 now. This is with public and money lockstep on New, uh, New Mexico. So interesting, interesting. So, I mean, the line movement's correct. The total in this one is 64, up from 59, with the majority of the public on the under and the money on the over. I would take the under in that. You would take the under in that? Yeah. Okay. I would take the under, yeah. All right. So one more game we need to talk about because, you know, we have to. We're going to look at Boston. We're going to look at the University of Kansas playing BC. <laughs> Opened up at 18 and a half, and now it's 20 and a half. Ernst, what do you think? Is it – you think we can – you think the Jayhawks can cover? I – no. <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, yeah, I'm not getting excited about Kansas here. Probably a little bit too much hype, believe it or not, um, with less miles coming in. But, you know, maybe they can get it done. Um, maybe after last week, there's a little bit too much hype on BC. So I haven't uh, gotten to see those uh, marquee matchups that Kansas has played this year so far. So uh, I got to be off the action here. But I'm curious to hear your take. Oh, yeah, they're not going to cover. They're going to get crushed. They're going to get killed. They're going to get mauled. The, over, the total in that is 51. I think, I think Boston College probably covers that themselves. So just there you go. Wow. I, I'm, I'm still wondering if you still believe Kansas is going to win, what was it, four or five games this year? Oh, no, no. It was three. It was three. Right? Three. Yeah. Was it three? Yeah. It's going to be really tough. It's going to be very tough. But yeah. one thing I do want to touch on for real, no bullshit. I don't know if they win another one. I do want to touch on this. K-State. Mississippi State. K-State looks for real. I mean, I know they're beating up on nobodies, but they look for real. They're a seven and a half point underdog with the money and the public both on them. And it opened it, you know, I don't know. It opened to eight. They're seven and a half now. Like I said, public money on them. What do we think? Any thoughts? I was on K-State as one of the plays I had on the podcast last week, and yeah. uh, they covered big, what, 52 yeah. to zero, something like that. So yeah. I don't know on this one. This is a big SEC school, and uh, I think it's at Mississippi State. Mississippi State got them last year in uh, Manhattan. So um, I guess the quarterback is going to play. He was possibly not going to play for Mississippi State, but I think he's back in now. 
And uh, we'll see how many points Kansas State can score. Uh, it's mm. a defense from Mississippi State that's down from last year. So I'll stay off, but uh, I probably lean Mississippi State. The total is 51, open to 54. That's what the public on the, excuse me, I fucked that all up. It was 46, and now it's 52 with the public on the under and the money on the over, 52. Interesting. I will say this about this game. If you're looking for a underdog that you maybe wanted a money line, I'm seeing about plus 240, this would probably be the one. It might maybe be. Kansas City would, would, would probably be the play here. Um, you know, Mississippi State hasn't played any real competition and have given up points to both of the, you know, directional schools, if you will, that, that they played. So um, Kansas State a lot. They've also played, you know, not great competition, um, but they're they're putting up points. So I think if you were going to take a flyer on a money line, I can't state that. Yeah, I agree. Let's get let's uh, let's wrap this up because you're starting. You're, yeah, you're, your signal's uh, hanging on by a thread. Much one, like the one, one more. I'm going to take a shot oh, on yeah. on, Central, on Central Michigan this week. I'm going to take a shot there. I think it's three and a half. Um, and then I I want to get numbers from you quick. This is the last one, Arch, on Memphis at University uh, South Alabama. That's that's game one fifty one. Let me look here. I'm wondering if we're going to have some interesting numbers. Not really. Uh, it opened at, well, maybe. It opened at 20. It's now 19. And that's with the money and the public both coming in on Memphis. So it's getting a little bit better for them. So maybe the Sharps, maybe the Sharps are fading Memphis a little bit. Mm. You know, I was in that camp there, Arch, of the, uh, the fade Memphis. Yeah. And uh, you going to do it? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and book that one. Book. Okay. Uh, South Alabama there. Wow. Nice. That first one you wanted to touch on, Akron, Central Michigan. Is this right? It opened at six, and now it's one? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it was, Central Michigan opened at minus six, and now they're minus one. A five-point shift. That's not insignificant, not even in college. Well, Central Michigan is going to be with a new quarterback. Uh, I think their quarterback is out for the year, so – that might have had something to do with the line move. Okay. But I like one even better. <laughs> <laughs> this, is a, this is a coach. Look, uh, what's the guy's name? McElwain, who coached at Florida. He actually had success there. Went to Colorado State. Had success there. So I like in week three, maybe, maybe he gets it going there at Central Michigan. So you like Central Michigan minus the one? Yeah, going to do it. Okay. okay, okay, got you in. Panther, you like in this? Are you still with us? Yeah, I don't want nothing to do with this, but my uh, my window for a signal is getting very, very, very small. Okay, so that was it for college football. A little long winded, but I think it was a good. I think it was a good show. I think we got a lot of stuff in. And as Max would say, you should download and listen to every single episode. You know, we're, we're over on Libsyn, we're on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever you call it. We're on SoundCloud. We're on you know uh, Spotify. We're on. Uh, What's that one? Tune in. I think we're even on over on TuneIn. I think we're piped everywhere. So you should grab it. You should download and listen to every single episode. This was the college football show. You know, we did a baseball show earlier today. Sunday is our special NFL episode. You know, we run six days a week and we just ask for one, one day where we ask for donations. Everything else is, is free and open. But one day we do ask for donations. I'm going to try tonight, maybe tomorrow morning, to post, you know, kind of the bare bones minimum, you know, of all the college football games for the for the uh, for the patrons. So there's a link in the description for our Patreon. Click it, give a you know, kick in a few bucks and I will, you know, I'll try and get that posted for you guys tomorrow. Maybe I can sweet talk Dr. Earns into giving me some of his notes, too. and We can kind of maybe combine them. That'd be pretty cool. I like to call him out on mic. So now he feels like an asshole if he says no. I do have a, a few write-ups I'm sure I could send that way, Arch. There you go. There you go. All right, Panther, that's it. Hey, it's uh, Friday morning, but we're looking at uh, Saturday college football. we got some Friday night games. Jump on Washington State. Listen, for the most part, you're looking at underdogs this week. Take the points. Make some money. Uh, get on Discord. Let us know what you're going to do, how you did last week, what you're going to do this week. And when it's all said and done, kids, Make some money, fools!
information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owner-operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. Especially if you follow Sex Panthers picks. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.